lot of the smartest people are going into finance and it's really becoming a problem because we need more scientists. We need more people working on, you know, things like that, that you just mentioned. And sadly it, you know, probably doesn't pay as well as most other things, you know, people go into finance because, you know, it's very lucrative and it takes a certain mindset to understand it really well. It's also probably the whole like creative aspect of like maybe even thinking of anything, you know, like mm -hmm. let's like take like Einstein, you know, like, uh, I mean, yeah, he finished like his thing, like, you know, his degree in school and shit, but like he was off like doing his own thing for a long time. If and you look, if you look at anyone who's been successful over the years, you'll find out that a lot of the most successful people in the world don't have any sort of college education and I, you know, I talk about it a lot and I, the, the education system is really broken right now. It was developed so long ago and it was more developed to create workers. It wasn't developed to create, you know, yeah, yeah. creative thinkers that are going to solve all these problems. It was made to create people who would go to work and work for people, you know, during the times, you know, it's, it's, it's a very broken system right now. And I think there's a lot of things we could do to fix it. I think that's definitely part of the problem, man. Like, I think, uh, you know, like you said, I think the school system just pretty much shows you how to like, either like, it, it like you if, if you're just taking like the, like the high school system, like everything up to the high school system, you're just essentially becoming like accustomed to like a work schedule. And then yeah. beyond, beyond that, like you're just learning how to regurgitate, like, you know, whatever they want you to say. I, I completely agree. And I think it would be wise for people to do their own due diligence and, you know, do their own research into things. Um, a lot of my degree was focused solely on business and accounting. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I, I, I talk about a lot is the highest form of math you will ever need to know to make money is in the fourth grade. You, yeah, you don't, yeah. it's just like plus and minuses and shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do a lot of, um, day trading, swing trading, options trading, uh -huh. and, you know, it's probably been the best thing I've done. Um, I've been able to save a lot of money during this time and I've been able to grow it a bit, um, through all of this. And I never learned a lot of that stuff in school. Um, you know, there was financial theory I understood and you know how kind of the numbers go back and forth between businesses and how to read a cash flow statement and income statement and a balance sheet yeah, yeah that's that's all you need to know to even start investing and i i've just been lucky enough that i live in an era where literally at my fingertips i can look up anything i want so when the outbreak happened um i started looking into how to trade options options is a really great way of growing your money if you understand it really well. Well, what is it, dude? Like, how could someone like me get into that shit? Like, you know, I don't have that many assets right now, but uh, I had like a, I don't know. Could you like start like make, building something off of maybe like 5,000 bucks or something? Easily. Dude, yeah. I started back in, a lot of people don't know this, but you know, I, it took me a long time to get through school. It took me eight years to complete everything up to my master's mm -hmm. and I didn't have a penny to my name. I had no money. My, my lovely fiance has been supporting me forever and I'm so grateful for her and everything she's done for me. And I'm kind of just trying to make up for the lost time, that poor girl. <laughs> and um, oh, congratulations. When first, yeah. When I first started, I started with $3,000. I put $3,000 into my, my E-Trade account. And since November or December, I've ended up growing the account to about $30,000 right now, just between saving from my paycheck every two weeks and then trading, you know, getting my short-term capital gains and everything. If you're willing to learn, it's, it's not difficult. Like I said, you only need fourth grade math to understand most of it. Dude, I mean, like, full disclosure, dude, I fucking lost my job because of this whole COVID thing, dude. I'm and, like, so sorry to hear that. I'm, it's I, fine, man. I feel for everyone who has lost their jobs. Um, I've been blessed enough to have not lost my job. I work, yeah. I'm work. i working on my, my work laptop right now. 
and Dude, good um, for you man my, i'm happy i'm happy for you my, my studio has been kind enough to um keep everyone on and they're doing their their damnedest to keep everyone it's yeah it's yeah. yeah man i mean i mean i was gonna say something else about that fuck dude i haven't been really like no yeah dude it's like kind of like a de, like not, aside from like the financial thing it's a depressing thing you know like uh, yeah it's like i started to think about like every like political movement or like the huge political atmosphere that's happening right now and i don't know if you saw my post but like i mentioned that i think it's because of people's lack of purpose or feeling that they're fulfilling their lack of purpose and I'm not saying that's the complete reason for it, but I think it plays a large part into like the psyche of someone who gets involved into like a political ideal like that. Politics has become this strange thing lately and people are just buried deep in the mud on their sides and none of them are willing to budge on any given issue. It seems like Um, one thing I try to remember is, you know, it's, like the 80 20 rule um the the it's idea like finance is, shit right here <laughs> well it's uh let me do this really quick nice yeah it's the 80 20 rule it's the pareto principle is what it's officially called um but it's the idea that 80 percent of the effects come from 20% of the causes. Oh, so, I have heard of this. So essentially it's, to me, it's, we're so inundated with the media just pushing one agenda or another that I, I don't think it's accurate of America as a whole. Um, if you were to just go out and talk to most people, I think you would find most people are probably pretty close to the middle on every issue. I'm willing to bet m- most people are um, you know, fiscally conservative and, yeah. you know, socially liberal, you know, that's, that's kind of how I am. Um, it took me a long time to realize that. And, you know, I've been kind of trying to work through, you know, my own political thoughts and ideologies. And I, to me, I just, I can't stand either party. The two party system is a completely broken party. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't advocate for any third party, but I, I just think we need new ideas. And I think both tickets, the last two elections, have been absolutely horrible. I know, man. Can you believe it, dude? Out of like every single person that the, this country could churn out, those were our choices, man. You yeah, know, South Park, it, South Park gets like a lot of shit right, man. Like, you know, like what I mean? Like there's social commentary, like somehow it's like always so meta and it's yeah. so like de- meta defining. Yeah. I, it's, it's insane, dude. Yeah. They, they talk about all sorts of stuff on there and it's, it's funny how accurate half of it is. That's why like, it's so funny. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, you can, and it's like almost timeless, dude. That like bit about the turd sandwich and the, and the and giant the, douche are just like, douche, yeah. it's so timeless, dude. <laughs> that's exactly how i feel half the time you know Um, you know man i was reading a book i'm still fucking reading it dude i've been on this book forever uh it's a carl jung book and it says uh psychological development goes to like you know you're like liberal as a kid and then if you have like um adequate development if you have all like the pieces in play in place you'll probably start developing conservative ideas you know and as I'm like 31 years old, man, and uh, I found myself like doing that, you know, like uh-huh. challenging the ideas I had as a kid and seeing uh, what like the role of everything is, you know, like kind of like the Lion King thing, you know, where like everything kind of has its place and shit. Yeah, I almost had the almost the opposite effect. Um, growing up, um, I have there's more women in my household than there are men. Mm-hmm. It was just me, my dad, and my grandfather. We don't really have any other close relatives. And there was my aunt, my grandma, my mother, and my sister. And the men have always been kind of more on the conservative side. And the women have always been strongly liberal in their positions, which is fine. There's no big deal about it. But um, I found myself um, more conservative when I was younger and um, some things happened in my life that 
really made me reevaluate some of my thoughts that I had. Um, uh, like the the whole gay marriage issue was uh, was a really interesting one for me, and yeah. I didn't support it at all. I'm talking years ago. I didn't support it at all. Uh-huh. Um, I I wasn't big into the idea, and then my sister um, came out as gay, and when that happened, that really made me rethink my ideas and everything. And you know, some life events happened and I really had to reevaluate my thinking. Like, why was I thinking this way? Why did I not think, you know, gay people should get married? It's, it's a horrible thought. I can't even believe that I used to think that way. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just, I just started digging and I started realizing things. And, you know, I, I've come to the conclusion, who cares? You know, people are individuals and individuals should be able to choose what they want to do. And I would never tell my sister that she couldn't do that. And that's one of the things that I really had to think about. And it it blows my mind that people can't apply this same idea of rethinking what they're doing, apply it to an individual level and, you know, be willing to change their ideas. And I you know, I think some people say they're willing to change based on new information, but I don't think they are. I think biases are a huge thing in today's world. And I know I catch myself yeah. um, with my cognitive biases and I try to avoid it as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because you're a critical thinker, man. But you're a human being also, you know, like... Uh, yeah, I, I try to be a critical thinker, um, you know. I mean, that that sounds like a mark of so <laughs> No, dude, the thing is that you're always going to fail. Like, you're never going to be able to get rid of your biases, but mm-hmm. you could work against them, you know, like, uh, like, I'm not a perfect human being, you know, like, I fucking yeah. have some, I'm sure somewhere in the recess of my mind, there's some shit that's fucked up that, like, maybe I could evaluate. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, I think when someone gets swallowed by, like, their uh, political leanings or just, like, their ideas, you know, like, I say this thing where like, I think you don't really have the idea anymore, dude. You know, like the idea has you, like, it's kind of like a. That, that's a very interesting thought. Um, like it, it's kind of like, yeah, it consumes you, you know, and it becomes your identity. Yeah. I try not to let group think get the best of me. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, you know, we, we talk about tribalism and, you know, group think a lot. And I think it's very, a very dangerous idea. And, you know, people talk about, um, our founding fathers and some of the principles they stand on. And I, I talk about it all the time, but our founding fathers did not create a democracy. And I think people have, have been misled to think that we live in a democracy. We don't live in a democracy. That's exactly what the founding fathers didn't want. You know, the, the idea of a democracy is mob rule. You know, if 50% of the people 51% of the people can control the other 49%. That's horrible. It's, it's no way to think, you know. Uh, it's the idea of, you know, uh, three wolves and a sheep get to vote on, you know, what they're going to have for dinner. What do you think the wolves are going to vote for? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a horrible idea. And I, that's why I strongly believe in the republic that, you know, America was founded on, and those principles and those ideas. Now, we could have a discussion on, um, you know, some of the things that were written and how they were applied back in the day versus how they should be applied now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole slavery issue is one of them. Definitely yeah. not perfect. That was a horrible, horrible thought. But when you look back at the time and you understand what was going on, you knew the principles were there, but they weren't applied like they should be today. Yeah. I mean, societies get better, dude. I mean, that's all that's happening. I mean, you know, I was talking to my friend, you know, Eric, dude. I was talking to Eric. Feliciano? uh, Yeah, Feliciano. Oh, man, I haven't seen him in a long time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we could get him on here. Let me text him. Yeah, see if he wants to get on. I haven't seen him in a while. Usually we we have like a bunch of people on, man. But uh, I don't know. People are gone today. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. So, wanna come on the podcast right now? Skyler misses you. 
It's been, oh God, I reach for, reach for the Skyler misses you. 20, it's 2020. I haven't, I probably haven't seen any of you guys in eight years. Yeah, man. (laughs) It's crazy, dude. All right, dude. If anyone watches this, man, me and Skyler used to play in this uh, pop band. Skyler was a dope ass drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's pretty sad. I haven't touched the drum set in maybe four or five years. No way, dog. Really? Yeah, I don't have have one in your house. I still have all my drum kits. I have two of them. I had three. I got rid of one of them, Uh but. Um, I just, I just don't have the time and I don't have a place to put it. It's, it's you, a trap. Well, you were good, man. You were a really good drummer. I was okay. Uh, no, you were good. I think you're, you're younger than me and you're like ahead of the curve. Like you were about as good as like every other drummer that was at Citrus. Uh, you, were, there, you were younger than most of them. Or I, think. I, I thank you for the kind words, but there was a lot of good people there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the exceptional, you know, like E-Man and shit at the time. At E-Man the time. Is a beast. Uh, I still love watching E-Man's videos and his playing. He's he's incredible. Yeah. 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 Joseph got amazing. And, yeah. Uh, I still see Joseph and, you know, he's doing his thing. You know, I see all those guys doing their thing. I still follow all of them. I yeah, wish man. all of them the best. I'm going to be playing with them on Saturday the 29th. I'm going to be playing with a few of those guys. I'm going to be the, playing with Billy, Miranda, Carlos. <laughs> That's awesome. I forgot who else. I think that's <laughs> all the people that you know, really. Do you know David Heyman at all? The drummer. Yeah. Oh, so you do know yeah. him. I, I thought you might. I thought you would have not known him since he like came after us. David came just about as I was leaving. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know David. David's David's a good guy. Yeah, he's a really funny guy. I like that yeah. guy a lot. <laughs> yeah. he might not know he might not know me very well i mean i think we might have had one or two classes together with each other but he was a good guy dude i'm playing with uh eric feliciano's little brother that kid is 19 dude and he's fucking no he had a little brother <laughs> dude he's better than than we are at our age he's way <laughs> better than fucking eric and way better than me dude well you Again, there's such a plethora of knowledge out there. Yeah. It's not hard for kids to pick up a new skill every day. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, right? Like, it's nuts. Anyway, yeah, I digress. So we're talking yeah. about uh, <laughs> the political climate and uh, ideas having you. And uh, yeah, dude. Uh, let's see. Where was I going with this? If you could interject anytime you want, by the way. <laughs> of course, it's okay. Uh, I, I think we have a good flow going, you know. Um, just talking about different stuff. I, I I think the political climate is just insane. It's so volatile right now. Dude, did you ever think, like, we'd be living in a time like this? Like, ever? I don't Does know. It- I, th- I I feel like if we were really to go back through the decades, I feel like other groups of people have had much similar, you know, problems, you know, considered at a, a scale that we believe we're at, you know, because when we look at scalability, um, you know, things like in, we don't take inflation into account for a lot of things, and mm-hmm. other things we do, but I'm sure back in the day, they had plenty of problems, um, you know, that were of this degree at the time, but everything's just been getting progressively worse. And, you know, as a millennial, um, just thinking about all the things that we've kind of had to live through is really, really interesting. And I almost feel desensitized um, to new things that are constantly happening. I feel like they're just throwing things at us. You know, every year it seems like there's something new that they're trying to scare us with. You talk about the virus, huh? I'm not necessarily talking about the virus, but it's like we had 9-11 and then, you know, they were really pushing this whole terrorist narrative from yeah, yeah. You know, the Middle Eastern countries, yeah. which I, I thought was a whole lot of crap because we, I think we went to the wrong country, but, you know, that's just me personally. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure others would argue with me that, you know, our politicians got it right and they went to the right place, but I personally don't think so. Well, it's hard when the media is a business, dude. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. it's all they can do, man. I mean, if they're, they're only, 
if a business's only purpose is to make money and the thing that makes money is, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. Like, yeah, that's what's going to happen, dude. Yeah. And, you know, like, do you think that the government needs to start censoring shit like that? Real difficult question. Um, I know, I know. I'll tell you. For, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I don't believe the government should have the authority to censor anything. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I know that's a really tough and broad stance to have because obviously there's cases where we would probably want to censor someone, but you know, when you give them that power to censor anyone they want, whenever they want, it could be you, you could be next, you know, know, the most minor, minor thing. So I, I'm not sure that I would like to grant, um, you know, federal government the authority to do that i'm i was exactly thinking the same thing i mean i'm i'm a i'm into free speech like to the fucking most extreme degree like if you want to say something you could say it yeah i'm not gonna like maybe like what you say i might even hate what you say dude but i think that people should have the right to say it but i 100 agree and you know what that it it sucks that you have to defend some people's right to say certain things it's a horrible horrible thing to do um it 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 doesn't look good on you but it's it's imperative that we protect people's speech just the thing is that like you know silicon valley is responsible for most of like the media apps that we use and i think that they're involved in censorship you know and i think that's like in a way i mean i wouldn't want government to be involved in business really Mm-hmm. But I feel like, dude, they have, they can't just be like picking and choosing like who gets to say something and who doesn't, especially yeah. when everyone's on it. Like everyone's on these things, you know? Yeah. Well, that, that kind of turns a different corner because when you have private businesses, um, I'm a believer in, uh, you know, private, private business rights. You know, yeah, I, right. I believe, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. And I think that can apply to many other different things. Um, I'm, a hard believer in you know the free markets uh, people can pick and choose where they go people can pick and choose where they ch- decide to do business and mm-hmm. people can pick and choose who they decide to do business with and that's that's one of the things with this whole mask mandate you know i'm i don't really like it but if i have to wear it into a store i'm gonna wear it into a store that's their right to make that rule yeah, yeah. and i will respect it Now, if you told me I couldn't go outside my house and stand outside my house without a mask on, that's a little different. Well, yeah, because it's it's not a business. Wait, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, for sure. Just listening to you. (laughs) No. It's just that the thing is that everyone is on these things, you know? And, like, if you say something, like, for example, like... I posted something about hydroxychloroquine, dude. It got taken down, right? Well, I, that's, that's kind of how we got into this. Yeah, we yeah. We had a discussion on a post that yeah. I had made. Now, regarding the post, it was a person who was commenting on a video about some doctors that had made something. I didn't see the actual video that he was referencing with the doctors. Because um, it was deleted, right? I think that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, so apparently one of the doctors, you know, was talking about hydroxychloroquine and how she's been treating uh, yeah. her patients with it and she's been seeing some success yeah now i didn't see the video but i did hear afterwards that this doctor you know was saying some really weird stuff about other things um like some about uh demons and sex and it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. super weird it's super blown out yeah so that's fair i think it's fair to criticize her on those thoughts, right? The problem I have was the people immediately deleted this post, like person, video of the person who was commenting on it was talking about. He's, he was talking about how um, these companies immediately deleted it, they've been scrubbing it, you know, people weren't allowed to see it at all. Now, I think it was up for people to watch that video and come to their own conclusion and like I said, I think it, it, it was justified to criticize her on her previous things. Now, 
the problem I have is if this woman said two plus two equals four, we know that's right. You know, yeah. a, bro a broken clock is correct twice a day. So just because this person has said some really weird and insane stuff before, doesn't automatically negate the fact that A, she's still a practicing doctor, and two, she has something to say. I think she should at least be heard out and not yeah. automatically written off. Now, is she right? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But I, I think the idea of suppressing this, her, the, the words that these other doctors were talking about is a problem. That's what I mean, dude. I mean, just on the free speech aspect of it, I'm not for that. On the personal aspect, you know, uh, I'm an atheist, dude, and I'm not going to look at, I say this with the most, with the utmost respect for people's beliefs. But when mm -hmm. people talk to me about their beliefs, like when they believe in angels and God, I'm like, I mean, and they like compare that person to that, what that girl's saying, like, oh, demons and weird shit. I'm like, to me, just to me, I'm like, it all sounds the same to me, dude. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, that's just like, like, from my point of view, that's how it looks, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if you take someone like Nikola Tesla, who, you know, invented AC induction motors, mm -hmm. that guy was batshit crazy, dude. Yeah. And he invented the modern world. Mm -hmm. like, like, I can't take... I understand what you what like people were like criticizers for, but like these ad homonyms are not really they're like logical fallacies, you know, like where you're just attacking like this person as a person instead of their ideas. Yeah, and it can't it shouldn't be that way. And yeah. uh, but I think like the media companies. Oh, sorry, go. Oh, I was saying, you know, I I I did a whole. I took a whole class on that and I was really glad I did. And I already knew some of that stuff beforehand because my dad and I have talked about it before. But things That's like- a or something? No, my, my dad is, <laughs> my dad doesn't have a college degree. My dad has a high school degree and has been a painter his whole life. But- Like a- uh, Like, going back to, like um, No. Um, like cars, boats, drum sets, Sick. guitars. Um, I know he had a couple guitars in hard rock in New York for a while that he, he no. did for a couple people. Um, I, I say it all the time. My dad could have been a millionaire with the stuff he used to do. And, you know, he was just kind of a really humble guy. Didn't really want to, you know, make it big. He just wanted to live his life. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, he, he, was, he was the guy who would have happily lived out of his truck you know, for his whole life if he could have. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let me, I just wanted to ask this like on a personal level, is he like, was he super liberal? No, um, well, I, I would say my dad is more like me. Um, well, I guess I'd be more like him, but uh, you know, we try to look at both sides of the argument yeah. and kind of come to our own conclusions as to what might be right and what might be wrong. Now, my dad has, um, he's kind of disadvantaged because he doesn't have an education and all this thing, mm -hmm. but he reads constantly, yeah. 24 hours a day he's reading. And when I graduated high school, so probably about 10 years ago, is when he started really reading and started learning. He, he started buying all sorts of books. He started looking up all sorts of articles online and he just, you know, would continue to read. Now, he has a few crazy ideas, but, you know, he's, he's not as dumb as he, he would sound on paper. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't have crazy ideas, man? I just asked that because I was just remembering, like, actually today, for some reason, Danny Harrison popped into my mind. And the line where he's like, rebelling in my house was joining ROTC and going to school. Yeah, you know he's like George Harrison's son. Yeah. So I just wondered if you were just like conservative, despite your dad. No, but, um, uh, but cool. <laughs> no, uh, him and I used to be much more strongly conservative. Um, For sure. You know, we probably would have labeled ourselves Republicans back in the day. Um, I, I definitely do not anymore. But um, you know, uh, like I said, life events kind of changed my thinking around everything. Yeah. Yeah, then it happens, dude. Mm -hmm. But yeah, dude, 
I think these media companies hold a lot of power, dude. I think if they have the power to just like censor people like that, I think it's like, a, I don't want, I don't want government to fucking be putting their hands in businesses, dude. But like, honestly, like if the media is just going to spin like narratives that do it, you know, let's face it. Like it, it's kind of tearing the, com- the country apart. I think dude, like, you're just like pushing a narrative that's going to like vilify a certain group. And then like the other side's doing the same thing, vice versa. Yeah. You're going to have chaos, dude. And it's not a conducive society, dude. And again, that goes back to all of the biases that some of us, you know, um, inherently have. And it's our job to look past those biases and kind of seek the truth for our own selves. Um, you know, when I, when I talk to people like in this way, you know, the first thing is, is, oh, you just watch Fox, Fox News. And that's far from the truth. I don't watch any uh, mainstream media. I don't, I don't watch it on my TV. The best I can do is, you know, look through a bunch of articles on the same issue and kind of try, draw the dots between all of them. You know, what, what is each one reporting, you know, and if, we get a consensus on what they're reporting, then we can kind of dig deeper into some of the other details because one article might say this thing and one article might say this other thing. And it's kind of, sometimes it's hard to get the, the whole truth out of, you know, what's going on. Why, do, why don't you think drugs are legal? It's gonna spin, it's gonna spin back on it. Like there's like a frame of, this is an idea that I'm having right now. Well, it, it really beats me and um, you know, I'm, I, I do believe we need to end the war on drugs. Um, I've been a strong proponent for that. Um, it's, uh, it's disproportionately affected the black community. 100%. Uh, the marijuana as, as a drug is a travesty that we have classified it as this horribly dangerous thing. And the way it's treated at a federal level is, is God awful. Mm -hmm. You know, people are getting locked up for long prison sentences for just having it, the stuff. And again, this is disproportionately affecting the black community. And that's why we see overcrowded prison populations. And we see uh, these outrageous numbers um, when it comes to, um, the word I'm looking for, kind of the demograph of the prison population. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why we see these stupid, outrageous numbers as to why it is, and it's god awful. And I, I do believe we're kind of in a police state right now, and I, I do think something needs to be done about that. Now, I wouldn't say defund the police and all that, but you know. The reason the reason I asked that question is because I was thinking the excuse that's generally used is that drugs essentially destroy societies like this. They destroy families like they, that's what they would tell you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is true, though. Like, you know, like there's hard drugs and, you know, I've seen people who like legitimately fuck their lives up doing that kind of shit. Yeah. But here's here's my my thing. We we treat it as such a big problem that we're willing to ruin people's lives even more than they've already ruined it. You know, we make them pay fines. Yeah, yeah. We send them to jail. And I think that's a problem. Um, I think if you look at some other countries, they classify it as a mental health issue. Yeah. In which you can seek help. Now, I think that would be a way better idea than locking people up for doing these things. I agree. I definitely agree. But what the way that I was going to spin what we were talking about before with the media and the whole drug thing is, is that if the drug thing is outlawed and there's a, you know, regulations on that kind of shit because of what it would do to the fabric of society is like, you know, it's the same thing as, you know, when businesses were kind of, they were like mandated to give their workers like working wages, you know what I mean? Like, if it were left up to the businesses, like in, like if you had like pure capitalism without any regulations and the, the businesses were like to, able to do whatever they wanted, then let's just say for the sake of argument, all they wanted to do was to maximize profits. 
then they'd for sure always be wanting to keep the labor, the pay down, right? Mm -hmm. And you have government stepping in to regulate that. Mm -hmm. And the thing where I, what I'm talking about with the media, dude, is that it's kind of just really destroying, I believe it's destroying the fabric of society. Like it's, it seems like a more uh, carcinogenic kind of aspect to our, our world, man. Are we talking about drugs or are we talking about just the idea of capitalism? I'm spinning it like the, the idea is that I'm spinning like the reason why there's regulations on drugs is because I mean what they say is that it'll destroy the fabric of society. Okay. And what I think is happening with the media is that it is destroying the fabric of society like okay. with what's happening you know and I think that I mean I hate to say it but I really do think that there has to be like regulation and what the media can report like, I, I kind of think maybe they should re-examine the idea of a 24 hours news network, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> and also just like, I don't know, dude, like race, like race, uh, race baiting is kind of just like a really insidious thing that's infecting people like the entire, the entire country and the world over really. Yeah. I, uh, race has been a real big problem in this country for a long time. Definitely. Um, I don't want to believe it though, man. Like I, I listened to Jordan Peterson and he said, uh, yeah, I do too, man. He said that homogenous countries are in inherently more stable because they they're are. homogenous. I've, I've talked about, I, I, I have the same talking point. When you look at other countries and you look at their demographics and what they believe, you know, you, that you kind of see less infighting because everybody's kind of on the same page, you know, a lot less, people and you know homogenous society they all kind of have the same things um one of the things i've written about before is what's called moral relativism do you mm -hmm. do you know what the idea of moral relativism is yeah yeah and i've kind of talked about it um how it it's eventually going to cause a problem here in america if it hasn't already <clears throat> because what is um, relatively moral to some of us here would be relatively immoral to us from another, if somebody were to come from another country we in you know they brought some other culture some of these things we'd say okay we don't seem to think we don't think that's moral of you you know you look at some other countries and just how they treat women for example um, some of these countries treat women as inferior to men mm -hmm. And, you know, they're expected to be subservient to men. Now, me personally, I would think that's, you know, morally wrong. But if you were to go there, you know, they think it's morally right. Mm -hmm. So our melting pot is becoming so, di so diverse to a point where everyone's different ideas are creating a, a moral hazard and a moral problem because some of us think what one group is doing might be immoral while you know others might look at us and be like okay that's perfectly moral and that's going to cause a, a a tear in 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 the americas i think <clears throat> until we can all somehow get on the same page and agree on what is moral and what is immoral then you know we're going to be fighting forever yeah i i, I agree dude i've had some thoughts about uh like what it would take to really get over the the ghosts of our pasts like i but i really think maybe just a concerted effort to say okay like we're gonna hold this event mm -hmm. and after this we can't we gotta like agree to just move forward because yeah. like it's like have you ever had a shitty relationship i've had a few yeah <laughs> like a really fucking toxic one where you're just like fuck dude for example I'm just going to give you one of mine. You know, a girlfriend cheated on me, right? Mm -hmm. I and, I, and, and I cheated on her. Mm -hmm. Same girlfriend. And our relationship just became us talking about the past. You, mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If we were, and I'd like to think that, you know, maybe because we were kids, we weren't able to like move past it. I mean, we can make the argument that once you cheat, the relationship is over just straight up. But let's just say for the sake of argument that like you say you're 
mature enough to work past it, what would that take? Would it take looking at the, like saying, all right, this happened and we're going to talk about it. And if I forgive you, it's forgiven forever. Like, can that happen? I don't know. Uh, I would like to think it could happen, honestly. Um, I, I do think the country needs to go through a major healing process. I but, agree. you know, I, I think that starts from the top down. And I, I will argue with anyone that I don't trust a single politician to, you know, do what's right. I think, you know, all, it amazes me because I, I think we can all agree that not one single human being is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. All of us are imperfect people. And somehow politicians have been put on this pedestal to where they're thought to be these perfect people who know how to run our lives better than we do. And I think that's become a major problem. And to me, it's why would we, why would we put imperfect people in positions of power that we wouldn't trust in perfect people to run, right? Like, why, why would you give me authority over you mm -hmm. for any reason? So why, just because, you know, we've created this hierarchy of government, why do I have to yield that power to someone that I don't believe in? And that's where kind of this, the, the whole democracy issue comes in. Yeah, Why should 51% yeah. of the people get to control the other 49%? It kind of gets to like what we were talking about before, right? Like when we talk about like your personal biases, right? Mm -hmm. You're never going to be able to be completely perfect, but it's yeah. the attempt, right? That's what really matters is the, it's the ability to like self-analyze and say, okay, I was wrong in this moment uh -huh. and grow. I mean, that's what we're doing, you know, across eons, you know, we don't do slavery anymore. We don't mm -hmm. fucking, we're not as barbaric as we used to be, you know? Yeah. We don't I, I, I would argue in cannibalism. We're, we do have slavery in just my personal opinion. I do believe we have slavery um, in other forms. I, I think uh, debt is a huge slave to people. Yeah, yeah. I know, I get it, I get it. But I mean, like the trajectory of society, even though it's not perfect, Mm -hmm. I think goes like this, dude. You know, like if you look, if you zoom in on the graph, yeah, it's part like this and shit, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think societies that as a whole like are getting better. Societies and, as a whole are getting better. I would one hundred percent agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we could look at the data all day, and we could see exponentially that uh, you know all these things have been growing as time goes on, and it's you know when you look at the world as a whole and especially the, the developed world, we just exist in this tiny little space of time that yeah. the whole universe and the whole earth yes, is still around. Yes, so, bro. And I think, I think what, <laughs> one of the really interesting things is, is yeah. I know Dr. Peterson has talked about this before, but when, when you analyze something, we, we're analyzing just the small, the small space of time and how it's been affected. So, you know, what may seem long to us isn't really that long in in its entirety. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a historical perspective that I think people really need to start engaging in. Yeah. I think the kind of human beings that are need that are gonna overcome these problems aren't the kind of human beings that are produced now. I think definite definitely a different type of education needs to take place. I believe, you know, like like I don't think that. Like, for example, I think I'm very open as a person because as a child, I was able to, I'm, you know, I'm Mexican-American mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of time in Mexico and uh, I got to see what real poverty looks like. I got to see what like a, a society with kind of like a crumbling infrastructure really looks like. And I think that cultural... Um, exposure really like opens you up to like a more understanding perspective of how like things are you know like things are never perfect yeah and, and I, th I think there's a bitterness about that like in today's youth you know where they look at the sins of their fathers with the inability to forgive yeah and i think that's a, a big issue it, the ability to forgive you know 
Yeah. And I, I like what you mentioned about, you know, how you're Mexican-American and you spent time in Mexico. So you were saying you've seen what horrible infrastructure and real poverty looks like. Mm-hmm. When, when we come back here, it's, it's completely different. And what I don't think people realize is not everyone has had these same, uh, these same experiences that you have. Mm-hmm. And for me, I love experiencing new cultures. Um, when I was younger, my parents always tried to get us to do different stuff. And for me, I mean, everyone knows I'm a big guy. I'm a big proponent of food. So I Hell like yeah. to experience different cultures through food. Hell right? yeah, <laughs> So I'm a huge proponent of going to different places and going to different parts of the world and trying new food. That's and, cultural appropriation, Skyler. You can't do uh, that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'll, I'll enjoy anyone's food. I'm I'm like Andrew Zimmern. If it looks good, try it because I bet you it's good. Hell yeah. So uh, it's it's like, you know, I, I grew up here my whole life and I really didn't. I, I kind of experienced different things here and there. And it wasn't until I got older that I started having like other different experiences. So it, it, like I said, food was one of the main things, right? So I, I, I joke about it a lot, but my, my parents are the, they're the epitome of the, the, the white, uh, the white people meme where it's like you go to their house and, <laughs> You know, they have to take salt or seasonings with them to season their food. Like that uh-huh. was my family, right? So <laughs> when I got older and it, it was more around the time I was hanging out with all you guys uh-huh. is when I started experiencing stuff. So like real Mexican food, right? Uh-huh. It's not just, you know, tacos and burritos and rice and beef, right? <laughs> and it's not yeah, just yeah. like steak and chicken. So I remember the first time, um, one of my favorite tacos uh, oh god i love eating buche buche is my 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 favorite taco meat and it if i were to tell people what it is right now you know people would be really turned off and probably a little grossed out by it i mean uh-huh. i've told my parents what it is and they're like why would you eat that and it's delicious just go try it it's, it's amazing uh-huh. and you know it's it's incredible that's you know i Previously, I talked about how, um, you know, the moral relativism can be a problem in this country. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's a great thing to have all this diversity. You know, yeah. we, can, we, we can do all sorts of different stuff and experience different cultures, you know, right in our own backyard. And yeah. I think that's an incredible gift. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, that whole cultural appropriation thing, like, uh, I think it's really interesting because to me, I just think it's diffusion. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, I, I don't know, man. The yeah. food thing is like benign. I don't really believe in it, dude, to be honest. I don't really believe like it's an insult. I mean, I guess there are insulting things like when they have yeah. like historical, like, you know, like blackface I, and shit like that. I, I think you, I think the bad actors are, are really easy to spot in these yeah. cultural appropriation things. I think some people are genuinely, um, you know, trying to actually appreciate the culture yeah. or trying to, you know, put a spotlight on it. Yeah, like, you know, guys with dreadlocks. You saw that dude who got, like, accosted by that, like, uh, that, like a girl from SFSU, I think. Yeah. Right? Like, she, this white guy just had dreads and, like, this black girl's just like, nah, you can't have that shit. I was like, come on, dude. I, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a little over the top. Like, I, I believe so, too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I like I said, I think it's easy to spot the bad actors. I agree. You know, people I who are genuinely agree. trying to insult a culture and, you know, demean it in any way. I think those people are easy to spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mal- people who are malicious, like you kind of like, you could yeah. definitely see it, man. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I think a diversity is a strength, dude. Oh, I don't know. The thing is, I, I don't know anymore. I, I, I would I have thought so too. On the issue. I yeah, go back yeah. and forth on the issue. I think, I think, you know, we've, we've been talking about how nothing's perfect. I think, again, this whole diversity thing is an imperfect thing. Yeah. You know, I think it's got loads of great uh, uh, pluses and I think it's got a few minuses to it. Yeah. And it's just kind of how we approach it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's wonderful. Like when I leave LA, 
that guy miss you know get, being able to get quality sushi or fucking yeah. like mediterranean <laughs> food you know yeah like i go to mexico and like you know there's hardly any japanese people there like and there's like sushi spots and i'm like i don't know man i don't yeah. know about this <laughs> but japan, uh, japan is on my number one list of places to go visit I you're into anime huh visit. you like anime huh? you like anime don't you I do like lots of different anime. Hell yeah. I, I think yeah. I remember that about you. Yeah. What, what's your jam right now? Oh, my, my favorite uh, anime of all time is uh, One Piece. One it's Piece? This, it's this incredibly long show. <laughs> I know, dude. And know. Um, I'm going to get chastised for this, but um, I do watch the dub. I'm not a huge wow. sub person. Yeah, I watch the dub. And I, I will say, I will watch a sub if I started in sub. Uh-huh. I got into One Piece because it used to run on Toonami at night. Yeah. And, you know, you get so used to, like, the American voice actors that you try yeah. to switch over. And you get, you just get completely lost in what's going on because, it's like, voices aren't the same and you're trying to read it. And it just becomes, like, a big old mess. So I'm way behind on One Piece. There's about almost a thousand episodes out. The that shit's endless, dude. It's yeah, crazy. It's since, I think it's 1999 it's been running or 2000 something like that it's been running for ages and it's almost to a thousand episodes but the dub is only up to about 600 so <laughs> i was into it but i lost track just because of that like i was like this is way too much dude i can't yeah. watch this dude yeah you watch some of these shows and they're really long but they're really good i really enjoy them and I'm sure some people are just automatically going to write me off as like, you know, this dumb, weird nerd who likes anime. And it's like, if I like the anime because I, I, I appreciate, you know, the hard work in the art form, it's, it's an incredible medium. Some of these people are still doing these things by hand. Preach dude, preach. How, how many, how many cartoonists do you actually know anymore? I know, dude. When you take, uh, like, Hayao Miyazaki shit, it's just like a masterpiece, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the art form is lost. And, you know, I think everybody has their mediums of choice. And yeah. Mine just happens to be anime and video games. I think video games I'm huge on. Um, I'm that dumb loser who's just been playing them her whole life. And, do you think it's because we have, like, this background in, like, some sort of creative endeavor? Because, hear me out on this. I choose animation as my favorite medium because I think it's creatively the most limited, limitless thing you can engage in because you're not limited by your budget. You're just limited by your mind. Like you can draw anything you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I do think creativity might have some, some, some spot in there. Um, Now I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, I got all these thoughts running through my head, but, um, you know, with anime, um, you know, there's like no limits. And I think if most people were to watch serious anime, you'd realize it's not for kids. Definitely. Anime is filled with very, very adult themes throughout every anime I've ever watched. There's very adult themes. These shows aren't geared geared towards children a whole lot definitely like the best ones are bar none like some of the best stories i've ever like honestly even like the best mediums that i've seen like when i was a kid bro like i had like the sci-fi channel my parents had the black box so we had all these fucking like illegal channels and i remember like late at night like i was like maybe like six and i was flipping through it and i saw akira like i saw the whole thing and i I think like I was like, I was like locked in on it, but like looking back on it, it's like, man, maybe there was something like, I couldn't articulate it as a little boy, but mm-hmm. now I can like articulate, like I was seeing something really special, like, mm-hmm. because like the animation is incredible. The score yeah. is incredible. Like the storyline. Yeah. It's, it looks fucking beautiful, even like by today's standards. Mm-hmm. And then you get shows like Cowboy Bebop. Dude, mean, the, the best. I think that's I, legitimately the best. Yeah, Afro Samurai. All Fuck very yeah, adult-themed anime. Hell yeah, dog. Do you yeah. ever watch Berserk at all? Uh, it's on my list. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's my favorite, dude. Is it? Is it really yeah, good? It's yeah. on my list to watch. For it's sure. amazing, dude. It's fucking amazing. 
I have, um, I pay for a Funimation account. Uh -huh. um, Funimation is um, kind of the, the general company that does, um, you know, all the dub stuff. Like I said, I, I watch the dub. It's much easier for me. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'm not a purist, definitely not an anime purist. Uh, but um, I subscribe to it and I'll go and watch like some random stuff on there. You'd be surprised at some of the stuff you find on there, like stuff you would never even think to watch. Um, there was one, there was a show that I found on there and I actually really enjoyed it. It was called Assassination Classroom. <laughs> and Assassination it's super, Classroom? I, I think that's what it's called. So <laughs> it's, it's super interesting. It's like this alien life form has come to earth and, um, he plans on destroying the earth in like X amount of time, but he is willing to teach this class. So he, he becomes this like sensei, this teacher, and he's, he's kind of teaching all these kids in this classroom, like all these life, all these life things. And then they're trying, he's trying to teach them how to kill him. It's really weird, but it's super good. <laughs> Does he want to die or some shit? Like, is he suicidal? I haven't watched the whole thing. I just uh, watched the first season, but it's it's a really interesting show. Somebody would be able to explain it way better than I could. But do you have you heard of this horror animation? Not he's not an anime. He's a manga artist. It's something Junji Ito. I think that's his name. I think I have heard of him. Is that a show? No, no. He's an author, and he just like draws a shitload of like little. Uh, and it's not like a manga because it's not serialized. They're just like little one-off stories. But they're really fucking creepy. Like really creepy. I do think I have heard of him. Let's see. It's like really, uh, yeah, yeah. It's interesting artwork too. Like it's yeah, just... I, I have heard of him. I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but I do. I, I think some people have been, um, you know, inspired by some of his work. Yeah, I think definitely that's a new forefront for American directors to tap into. Yeah. Because, uh, but the thing is, I don't think they do it well. Because I think they have to really be fans. Like the American anime that yeah. comes out? Yeah, yeah, dude, like the Death Note one. I don't know if you liked it, but I I didn't like it, dude. I never saw Death Note, but I have heard it's good. No, no, the the, the Netflix one. They adopted oh. it for I'm, I refuse to watch any of the live action stuff. Yeah, no, dude. Don't like, even bother. Oh my god, dude! It's so Wait, wasn't there a full Wasn't there a Full Metal Alchemist live action? Yeah, I haven't watched that either. I'm not gonna watch that shit, dude. I I know there's a One Piece live action in development too. I'm I refuse to watch any. Dude, of one of the guy, the guy who made a, I keep, I get confused between Jordan Peele and whatever Michael, whatever his name is. Keegan Michael Keegan Michael Keel. I wish Keel. it was Keegle. Keel. <laughs> No. Now, see, now I'm getting all tongue twisted. Uh, I think it's Keegan Michael Key and then uh, Peel. Peel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoever, made, whoever made Get Out was allegedly relayed to me that he was going to direct Akira. And I was like, uh, no, no, God, no, please. Like, I think that was um, Peel. Peel is the one who did that. He's the one who directed it. And um, Oh my God, he's a great director. I I never would have thought. Uh, <laughs> I have to look it up. I think he directed. I think he directed a movie that one of my that my studio is putting out here soon. Oh no way! What's your studio, by the way? I don't know. I can't believe I didn't ask. Oh, I work for um, MGM Studios. MGM. And, yeah. One of the one of the older ones, but I'm gonna put Foley. And it's gonna be a shit of people clapping for you, dude. <laughs> no uh, congratulations that's awesome man it's fun thank you uh directed by i thought he was involved with the Candyman project uh that guy just likes yes. to make horror huh yes he was a producer and he did the screenplay yeah, so cool. he, he's actually a, a really good at this horror horror stuff that's uh, jordan peele i wasn't a fan of get out to be honest but i did really? like yeah i like the next I one though it. i like the next one um uh, this uh us yeah i like oh, us it was cool i didn't see that but i can imagine it's good but i'm surprised you didn't like get out i thought get out was really good i thought it was essentially tales from the hood like if you have you ever seen that movie no it's it's kind of the same thing like, okay shit like that in it i'll have to check it out 
Yeah. But I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I didn't hate it. I was just like, eh. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Us was, I, I dug us a lot, though. Like, I thought, like, the intro was a bit, like, really, really clever. And yeah, how they I'll, have to, I'll have to pick up us. I haven't watched that one yet. I like uh, Inaritu's work. Fucking Birdman was amazing, I think. I don't think I saw that. I didn't see Birdman. Is that oh, the one with, uh, what's his face? Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's cool because like the whole score is just drums. Like, I was like, oh, this really? is cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you should transcribe it, man. Oh, God. Don't make me it's, do it. It's like an hour and a half movie of fucking I have, transcriptions. I have, I have nightmares about Alan and all those guys just having me transcribe something. I remember, I remember just, doing that very vividly. That shit makes you good, though. Like, honestly, I think transcription is like what makes you fucking great. It does. And I get really lazy about doing it. Yeah. I haven't fucking done it at all. Yeah. But uh, listen, Matt, we've been here for a while. If you got shit to do, I won't keep you, you know? We've been here for an hour already. Have we? Jeez. Yeah. Been, oh, my God. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our sessions are usually an hour. So. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess we can call it a day at that. But, you know, if you ever want to talk again, feel free to reach out. You have my, You have all my contacts. So... Um, I'd love to come on again if you want to. Of There's course, man. I do. Can talk about. I, I can talk that. about all this stuff all day. You know. <laughs> I love catching up with you, dude. It was fucking yeah. great seeing you, dude. It was good seeing you too, dude. All right, man. Have a good day, dude. Yeah, you enjoy the rest of your day, man. Oh wait, wait, wait. Do you want to plug your uh, your thing? Oh, um, I mean, I guess I I do run a finance page. Um, if anybody, um, you know, wants to follow it, it's uh, Sky. S-K-Y underscore the finance guy. Um, that's awesome, dude. That's a dope <laughs> ass name, dude. Are you on Instagram? Yes, that's that's the Instagram handle. Sky um, the, the finance guy. <laughs> that's it's awesome. A, it's a little finance page I run. I put, um, you know, things I'm watching, uh, little finance information tidbits on trading, a bunch of different stuff. I'll be ramping that up. Um, awesome, here. man. Congrats, dude. I might go to you for some financial advice because I don't know shit about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I might. I, I've been thinking about it. I might start doing some financial coaching. Dude, please, please, dude. I'd fucking pay for that once I get a <laughs> job again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wish you luck on your job search, man. I'm sorry to hear about that. It's all right, man. It happens. Yeah. Pandemics happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I wish you the best of luck, man. Yeah, man. I'll see you, dude. Have a nice day. Thanks, man. You have a Later. good day. You too, man. Later. Laters. Hey, what you cooking? I'm trying to spread this.